Welcome to Hot Topics in Kidney Health, brought to you by the National Kidney Foundation. Each episode, we highlight the latest in kidney research, bring you up-to-date news in kidney care, dispel myths, and answer your kidney health questions. Make sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts to help more people with kidney disease discover us. We really appreciate it. Now, on with the show. Coping with kidney disease and dialysis can be difficult. Sometimes you might have to think outside the box. Have you considered music or art therapy? Today, social worker Melissa Fry and patient Steve Lai are here to share their experiences using music and art as coping strategies and explain how you can incorporate these techniques into your own life. Hello all, my name is Marlena Chesner. I use they, them pronouns, and I am the Digital Content Development Manager here at NKF. And as a writer and artist myself, I'm really thrilled about today's discussion on music and art therapy. So to get started, Melissa, could you introduce yourself? Yes, I'm Melissa. I'm a social worker at Mile Bluff Medical Center. Um, I have a master's in social work through the University of Michigan. Um, and then all the way through high school, I was in choir and I was in band all the way through college. I actually had a music minor for one semester until I realized I wouldn't be able to graduate in time if I kept that up. Um, so I have lots of work with dialysis patients over those 25 years, especially working with anxiety, depression, um, and different stressors. Wonderful. It's so great to meet you. Thanks for being here. Steve, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi there, my name's Steve Light. I'm a I'm an artist. My artist name is Slart, S-L-A-R-T. And I've had two kidney transplants in the period of about 12 years. Um, so currently doing really well um, into technology as well as uh, painting, drawing and writing. So um, thank you for having me today. Thank you for being here and congrats on your transplant. I'm so happy to hear it's going well. Thanks so much. Great. So let's get started. Melissa, could you just share what the coping strategy is that you're here to discuss today? Yeah, so I'm here to talk about using music to help you cope with different stressors in your life. And that's wonderful. So how have you used music to help people on dialysis and how's it been received with people? Um, yes, um, we use music all the time. Um, in my unit, we've always used music. I know that's not the case in all units, but we find it really beneficial for when people are having their needles placed um, or just when people are feeling a little, little more anxious that day. Um, listening to some calming music can help you calm down a little. Um, we sing on our unit sometimes. Um, we celebrate birthdays and we sing and have a good time. Um, at one of my units, we actually have a DJ. So he did a Halloween celebration one year with all sorts of different kinds of Halloween music. Um, it also can help with those last 30 minutes of treatment, which tend to be the hardest. Um, and patients have been really receptive to using music. Um, if they're listening to it for themselves, they'll wear headphones or earbuds. Um, but sometimes we do have music on our whole unit. Do you have any uh, ever have any fighting on genres of music, or is everyone pretty pretty okay with whatever? We're 
our unit is pretty similar background, so everyone's been okay with all the different types of music, but we do try to have a lot of different genres when we're doing a whole unit. Um, and usually it's more like somebody will request a song versus us saying, this is what you have to listen to at this moment. So that's helpful with that. So you mentioned some of the benefits um, being helping with anxiety and kind of getting through those last 30 minutes. Are there any other benefits that you can share with us? Oh, there certainly are. So there's been numerous studies, mostly in other countries, um, but definitely during needle placement, but it also can help with pain levels and reduces anxiety. Like I talked about, it actually can help with keeping your blood pressure at the level we want it at. It can help with cramps. It can help with itching. Um, it definitely can help reduce the boredom that being on a machine for four plus hours can cause. Um, it actually can help with your sleep quality. It um, can help with depression symptoms and it overall can improve your quality of life um, and your well-being. So um, numerous studies in other countries have have all verified that. So. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me as someone who just enjoys music. It always makes me feel better when I'm sad or get some anger out when I'm feeling a certain type of way. So it's nice that we're able to bring these benefits to people who, you know, definitely could use them. Yes. So I'm wondering, what's the biggest impact that you've seen on using music for people in dialysis? Or is there a particular story that may have, you know, touched you or... Yeah, I have a couple of different stories. My favorite story with music is one of our techs who has worked with me forever um, and knows I'm very into music, um, actually sang to one of our patients who had a very high anxiety level when her needles were placed, just had a horrible time in general just getting those needles in. Once they were in, she was fine. So the tech decided to sing You Are My Sunshine while she was putting in her needles. And when she got done singing, the patient looked at her and said, are you gonna place my needles now? And she's like, they're already in. Like the patient didn't even realize it was amazing. Um, so that was huge. Um, and then, yeah. We use music a lot in the last 30 minutes um, because those last 30 minutes just drag on for everybody. It's it's so tough to be sitting in a chair still for four hours plus for some patients. Um, so we've really seen when we've done unit-wide music, if we do it in the last 30 minutes, it really helps everybody. Oh, that's lovely. Um, yeah. Yeah. And overall, it just allows people to feel their feelings because sometimes our society, we don't like to feel things, especially things that maybe aren't pleasant, but we need to feel those to get better. So music definitely helps us with that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So now here's an important question. What type of music can people use for music therapy? Does it have to be classical music? <laughs> It most certainly does not need to be classical music. If you like classical music, by all means, listen to classical music. But any type of music actually will show these benefits as long as the person likes the music. If we're forcing you to listen to something you don't like, 
it's not going to have any of these positive effects. It has to be something you like listening to. And that's the nice thing about music. It's very diverse and all cultures have some kind of music. So whether you like listening to hard rock, gospel, rap, country, jazz, instrumental, show tunes, whatever kind of music, you can get these benefits from it. Awesome. That's great to hear. I do like classical, but I don't think I could listen to it all the time. (laughs) Yeah, I do too. But I agree. I don't think I could do that all the time either. So for people who are looking to use music as a coping technique after hearing you speak today, what are some suggestions that you have for getting them started either on the dialysis machine or off it? Which the nice thing about music is it's easy to use. You just have to have something to listen to it on. So on the unit, um, they're probably going to want you to wear headphones or earbuds or something so that the whole unit can't hear unless we're doing a whole unit thing. Um, but you can listen to it on your radio, your cell phone, an app, a smart speaker. So wherever you listen to music, just turn it on. Um, and then off the unit, I mean, you're free to play your music as loud as you want, sing to it, drum to it. Um, whatever, and you'll have the benefits. And I guess if you're interested in having like a text sing to you while you're getting your needles placed, ask. Um, There's probably some texts that wouldn't be comfortable with that, but there's definitely some texts that are. Um, So it's worth asking um, the staff in your unit, or even if you want to have like a music for the last 30 minutes, ask if they'd be willing to try that. Yeah. So if you are a um, professional working at a dialysis clinic and you want to kind of in, use music for your patients, how would you suggest that they would go about starting that? Um, so for a professional, I would go to your facility administrator, whoever is in charge of your unit, and go to them and say, hey, I heard that music can be really beneficial for dialysis patients. Could we try a day? Um and just do a trial run and see how patients react. Um, Whenever we've done unit-wide things, staff are happier, patients are happier, the whole mood in the unit just improves. So I would highly recommend it, just even if it's just a one-time trial, starting with that and then going from there. Yeah, dialysis is so difficult. So anything that can, you know, kind of brighten someone's day is definitely worth trying. Going through kidney disease can feel lonely and overwhelming. There is so much information, it can feel like navigating a whole new world. But a peer mentor can help by shining a light on dialysis, transplant, and living well with kidney disease. Peer mentors are trained individuals with experience living well with kidney disease who want to share their experiences with you. Sometimes talking to someone can help you feel less alone. Visit kidney.org slash peers support to learn more. That's kidney.org slash peers support to learn more. Is there anything else that you'd like to share about music therapy and dialysis? Um, I guess just try it. That would be my suggestion, whether you want to listen to something on your cell phone or try to get your whole unit involved. I mean, it is fun when the whole unit's involved, but then you do run into this person hates this kind of music and that person really loves it. So then what do you do? Or this person just wants it quiet. So um, 
if you're looking for a whole unit thing, understand that may not be possible in your specific unit. I work in a very small unit, so a nine chair and a seven chair. So it's easier for us to get away with having everyone kind of like the same things. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing this great information. I hope, you know, people listening definitely pick up their earbuds and get started. It sounds really useful. Absolutely. So shifting gears a bit, Steve, could you tell me a little bit more about yourself and your connection to kidney disease? You know, how did that all start for you? Yeah, sure. So, um, I had no symptoms when I first found out I had kidney disease. So it was, it was I was about 23 years old and <clears throat> I went for a, just a general blood test at my doctor's and he was saying my cholesterol was high um, and then did a blood test and found out that my kidneys were working 30% and I was just so confused because I didn't feel ill at all. I I might have been a little bit tired now and again, but I just thought, that was because I was quite unfit at the time. Um, and that was, that was a massive shock. So, um, once I got used to that, um, I just, I'd lived a normal life then. I was just going out with friends and stuff. Um, and then it was about seven or eight years later, uh, the, the function started to decline to a level where I had to have dialysis. Um, and then I remember getting the phone call. I was walking around London, and it was fifth uh, of November, which is fireworks day over here. And I had to go straight into the hospital to have my fistula fitted, mm -hmm. which is um, obviously patients will know it's the uh, where the vein and the artery is connected. I've still got mine on on my wrist, uh, so I had the operation for that. And then I was pretty much in dialysis, and in the next couple of weeks after that. Um, so yeah, it was quite a whirlwind, but throughout the first bout of when I had kidney disease, I had no symptoms. I was very fortunate. Yeah. Yeah. So what is the coping strategy that you're here to talk about today? Uh, well, I'm talking about um, how I used art to express myself um, when I had the second, um, second time I was on dialysis. So uh, just to say a bit about that, um, so I had my first transplant in December 2010. Uh, I was very fortunate to have uh, to only be on the waiting list for one year because I've read the stats over here. It's it's roughly uh, three years on average the waiting list. So I only had to wait one year. Uh, they called me. It was about one in the morning. They called me about ten times. I I didn't know who it was, so I kept hanging up. I was thinking, who's calling me at this kind of hour? Uh, so then they phoned my girlfriend and then she picked up and then they said, can you come in straight away? Um, we've got a, a donor for you. So I literally went in, had the transplant the day after and then just recovered really quickly. Um, and then, yeah, so if I fast forward until, uh, when was it? About April 2021. Uh, so just coming out of the end of COVID and I was, I was feeling pretty healthy. And then all of a sudden I, I was quite fit at the time. because I was doing a lot of Kung Fu lessons. I started doing this in lockdown and we were doing zoom Kung Fu. If you, if you could believe that we couldn't actually obviously contact, uh, have contact with each other as in fighting contact, but we would go through all the moves and stuff. 
Um, so I was, I was pretty physically fit then, but then all of a sudden I was walking up a very slight hill and I was getting really out of breath. And I had no idea what it was. I, f I just thought I might have had asthma or something strange like that. So I, I kept contacting my doctor, having tests and everything. And then um, a couple of months later, I found out I had anemia, which was caused from this, uh, the donated kidney that I had from that failing. Mm. And my hemoglobin was very low, hence why I was struggling to breathe when I was walking. It was, it was quite horrible. So for, during this second period, I had a lot of the symptoms associated with having kidney failure. Um, and it hit me a lot harder the second time. Obviously, I'm a little bit older now as well. Um, and then, <clears throat> sorry, I feel quite emotional going back to it because it was. Oh yeah, take your time. It was, yeah, it was quite tough. Um, so I, I knew what was going on, which was good. And the doctor said, um, the kidney should last another year to eighteen months. And I thought that's quite sad, but I've still got a bit of time. And then it went really downhill within the next couple of months, and it actually failed. Um, towards the end of that year in 2021 and uh, I got to the point where I couldn't eat anything and um, I, I I don't know if you have you probably have these heard of these milkshakes that you have uh, kind of it's a tiny milkshake packed full of nutrition mm -hmm. for kidney, kidney patients I can't remember what they're called but they were giving me these because I was struggling to eat but I was still bringing these back up um, and then went back to the i kept pushing my consultant uh, that i could go on dialysis because i knew that i was unwell um and then on december 16th 2021 i managed to go in for my f first session again it wasn't as nerve-wracking starting dialysis because i knew what to expect from the previous time i luckily i still had my fistula and that was working okay so i could go straight in and have have my first session um I had to travel quite far to get there. Um, my local unit was full, so I had to get an ambulance. Um, took about an hour and a half to get there each way, which was very exhausting. Um, but over the the coming weeks, when I first started dialysis, I started feeling better. Um, obviously, it was clearing out my system. And uh, I think it was around January, February 2022, I decided to start painting around my my experiences of having kidney failure for the second time so the first painting i did um like i said before when i was on dialysis on the 16th of december i took a selfie um and because it was so cold and it was covid times i had a mask on i had a woolly hat and a hoodie i was absolutely freezing and it was quite it felt like quite a poignant photo so i did a quite a big painting of that and I called it bloodlines, uh, referring to the tubing of the dialysis machine. <clears throat> so I did this one painting. It was uh, four foot by three foot. So it's quite a big painting. And I just, it just helped me more than I can explain, really, because I was facing what I had been through right in front of me and I was expressing it through painting. And it was looking back at me and I was kind of processing everything as I went along. And it, it just helped me so much and it gave me a focus mm. um, whilst I was on dialysis. So I knew 
fortunately, I was off work and I was uh, being paid for that. So I spoke to my psychologist and she was saying, it's great that you can build yourself up and go down because uh, I've got my own art studio. So I was going down there for maybe a couple of hours every other day to paint. And she was saying that's a very good form of, of therapy. And it, I had experienced that already. So um, I carried on. I painted a whole series around my experiences, basically. So um, it's hard to explain them here, but I can uh, later on I can link uh, to my website and people can see see for themselves. Uh, so I'll just give you one more example of a painting I did. Um, kind, of, I'm kind of a comic book fan. I'm not one of those who collects loads of comics, but obviously, uh, growing up in the '80s, I read a lot of uh, Ninja Turtle comics and stuff like that. Um, so I created. I created this persona called Kidney Man. <laughs> so I painted myself as a superhero, but I replaced the S of Superman and put put a K on there. And it was kind of looking at the funny side of what I've been through and turning it around as if I'm a superhero who has come through the experience. So I did a whole series like that as well. And I had um, uh, Donor Man as well, who was uh, basically my brother who was... Uh, donating a kidney to me and expressing all this. The first piece, like I said, was quite serious and kind of expressing those feelings. And then it became a bit more lighthearted and I was expressing in more of a humorous way. And that 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 really helped me in a different way as well. Um, yeah, so, uh, so yeah, just to add on to that, once... Um, I painted a whole series of paintings and then I held my own art exhibition showing these paintings in uh, May 2021. And I called the exhibition Fistula, actually, so relating to the fistula. Uh, a lot of people didn't know what it was, but I thought it sounded quite a cool name for an exhibition. Um, so I had all my paintings in display in this local gallery where my art studio is. And it just blew me away that people turned up. There was about 80 people who came along, had a really lovely evening. They said they enjoyed looking at the art and got some other patients as well to come along and uh, people from the hospital. Yeah, we donated uh, the profits to uh, a UK charity called Kidney Care UK. Um, so just from this one moment of painting one picture, it kind of evolved into something. and. And now, uh, for example, one of my paintings is being showed in UK Parliament tomorrow because there's a organ donation week coming next week. So it's part of that. Um, so, yeah, just it's just helped in so many ways. And it's just, yeah, helped others by viewing what I've done and being brave enough to share it. Yeah. That's incredible. Too many kidney patients will spend the holidays fighting for their lives, isolated in a hospital room instead of surrounded by loved ones at the family table. Too many loved ones are still waiting for a transplant that may never come. Every day, the National Kidney Foundation is making life-changing progress in many areas of our critical work to help more loved ones get off the wait list, to help more Americans understand their risk and get diagnosed sooner, to keep more families whole, but we can't do it without you. Please make a special holiday gift today by visiting 
kidney.org slash holiday dash support slash pod. That's kidney.org slash holiday dash support slash pod. Link is in the description. Is that one of the biggest like rewards in having used art to cope or is there something else that kind of touched you a little more? Um, yeah, all those were great, but I think it's the little things that have touched me more, like sharing my art publicly. Um, I've had some people who are on dialysis and they've started drawing as well and they never thought, because the thing that frustrates me, people say they can't draw, but they might, they've probably been told they can't draw by someone in the past or they've just not tried. Um, and one particular guy, he started drawing and he kept saying, oh, they're not very good, are they? And I just said, they're brilliant, keep going. He just kept drawing every time he go, went to dialysis and he was sharing his stuff on <clears throat> on social media. And he, now he's just doing it all the time and he's inspiring his daughter to draw as well. So it's, I like to say to people, it doesn't matter what it looks like, it's just getting something out there um, you can be sitting in dialysis just drawing shapes and colouring them in. It just you can just lose yourself in that. It's, it's amazing, really. Yeah, the act yeah. of creating is it's incredibly therapeutic and empowering. And I'm actually curious: have you always been an artist, or did this start for you around when you began dialysis? Um, I'd like to say I've always been an artist, as in. I drew a lot as a child, um, so it seemed to be like a natural thing that I liked doing. But then uh, when I was studying, uh, how old was I? About 16 or 17, I was studying art at school. And my teacher was really discouraging. So um, I was trying to draw a big, uh, like a large drawing, and he told me that I can't draw large scale. So I... I got really defensive and left his class and um yeah silly really but some some of the, the teachers don't realize the the power they have sometimes it, it could send someone either way i could have ignored him and carried on and proved him wrong or do what i did and left so i didn't i didn't do any drawing for about 20 years yeah so i picked up art again in 2019 um i read a blog post that said um, what did you like doing as a child and what did people say you were good at as a child? And I wrote drawing uh, and playing video games, basically. And I was thinking, I do enjoy playing video games, but I wanted to create something rather than, you know, playing games is kind of more consuming something. Um, so I started drawing from there and then um, the lockdown time happened. So I had a lot of time to start painting and everything. Yeah, so I got my own art studio in 2021, and then I, um, yeah, I was showing my work in different exhibitions over the past, uh, yeah, three and a half years. So, um, yeah, it's just it's just been amazing. Um, I just recommend anyone to to start doodling or doing what you can really, because it's it's so therapeutic. Yeah. And, you know, even if you did take that little bit of a break, you definitely proved that teacher wrong, you know, here today about to have your painting in Parliament celebrated, having inspired other dialysis patients to begin their own art journey. So definitely proved him wrong there. Thank you. Um, And something else came to mind 
and when he said, I can't draw large scale. So um, starting from last July, I painted uh, five different murals in my town. So it was actually large scale outdoor paintings. And I'd, I'd love for him <laughs> to see see that I've done that. But um, to him, it was probably just a, a flyaway comment, really. But um, I think the gap between when I left um, my art class to now, I've had a lot more life experience. So I've had a lot more to express. So I think I'm happy with the way it's worked out, really. So oh, I do love that. So I'm actually curious, what do you recommend that others do if they're interested in trying art therapy, but don't know where to start? That's a good question. I think the first thing you could do is try and go to a class if there is um if there's anything local you can go to. But obviously if you're in dialysis, I'll just say bring a notepad along and just start drawing really. Or even before that step, if you wanted to get some colour in books and just colour in, I think even doing that is really, really relaxing and it takes your mind off things. Um, but like I said before, the guy who started doodling hasn't looked back. So I think we all get the voice in our head that says we can't do something, but you just have to give it a go and prove yourself wrong, really. I could not agree more. Thank you so much for sharing your story and for kind of giving examples of how people who maybe are interested in drawing can start. And I, I going back to when you say I can't draw, it's, well, you maybe can't draw well yet, but you can draw. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, we, we tend to believe we can't draw or do anything and then we don't try, but the only way you know is if you actually do it, you're right, yeah. So I'm curious, do either of you um, as artists and people who are deeply in, you know, this culture, do you have any questions for each other? Um, I guess I would ask, Steve, do you listen to music while you paint? I'm just wondering if we can combine both of them and get even more benefits. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's a great point. I do. Um, and I go through different moods as well, uh, like we all do. But sometimes. I like playing classical music like Max Richter or someone like that. If I'm in a really slow con contemplative mood and I paint more slowly, or I might play like the B-52s or something and like paint really frantically and fast and splash paint everywhere. So it's, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think the combination is those two together make it even more powerful, definitely. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. It's like the soundtrack to your, to, you know, your artistic um, abilities. So that's very fun. Uh, so I wanted to ask you a question as well then. So what, what is the best moment you've had in, in playing music in, in a dialysis session? Um, I think the best was the one I used where the patient didn't even realize she had her needles placed. That was just so amazing. But even just when we do the 30 minutes of music that people ask do requests and just the overall change in the dialysis units feel, you know, people are excited, they're happy, even if we're not listening to necessarily happy music, it just lifts them up 
um, so much. It's, it's just inspirational to me to see what that does. No, I love that. I, I read something earlier. I can't remember what it was, but music was more of a communal communal thing uh, back in the day. But now, obviously, we've got iPods and earphones and stuff. And there's a, I think it's cool listening to music on your own, but it's, there's something very different about listening it in, in a group, isn't there? You get this group <laughs> dynamic and you kind of bounce off each other as well. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it is amazing. And when we do, like, the group sessions people will sing along they'll if they can clap you can't always clap with needles in your arms but or they'll tap their feet to the beat so it's like you get your whole body involved and it's just amazing yeah i do like the idea of it so from my experience in dialysis it was quite insular and people kind of didn't talk that much and it was kind of yeah, I can imagine how the music would bring people together and create more of an atmosphere. It's, yeah, because like you said, four hours, people would rather not be there, but they have to. So it's kind of how to make the best of that time. Absolutely, I agree with that. It's making the most of the four hours that they're there. And I would definitely say when we do music, there's more interaction between patients. There's some patients that are chat with each other through the whole thing, but in general, people sit there quietly listening to TV or doing what they're doing. So I think just getting people to talk to each other is huge. Yeah, especially because, you know, dialysis and living with kidney failure can feel so lonely. So not only are you getting these great benefits from the music, now you're getting the community moment together, which is definitely so important. Yes. Well, this has been wonderful. Is there anything else that either of you would like to touch on today? Um, I think the one thing I forgot to talk about was using music when you exercise. Um, my personal experience, I walk home three times a week and the days I forget to take my um, iPod home or to work, it seems like it's so much longer. Um, so just think about that when you're trying to do exercise too, or if you have other types of appointments that you're nervous about, listen to some music and that should help calm you down a little. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. When you're sitting in that doctor's office, pop your headphones in, maybe do a little doodle, get those nervous jitters out, the benefits of art and music at the same time. I love that. This was super wonderful. I just want to thank you both for, you know, sharing your stories and giving us your time. I truly appreciate it. And I know everyone listening is going to really enjoy this conversation and appreciate it as much as we did. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you so much. We end each episode giving a shout out to a kidney patient who's celebrating a major milestone. In August of 2014, Anne received the life-saving gift of kidney donation. Congratulations on nine years kidney strong, Anne. Wishing you many more. Thank you for listening. Do you have any questions? Email us directly with your comments and suggestions at nkfpodcasts@kidney.org. We hope you will join us next time. And from all of us at NKF, we wish you good health.